he not out of bed yet? Alec, we gotta go. Let's go. I'm ready. Wait, Let's are go. you fully clothed? Yeah. Okay, well. Black shirt for black shirt. Bro, not the time. Okay, okay. Let's go. We made it, Alec. Alec? Oh, stop the plane. Go back. Alec, we left without you. Oh, God. Let's go. Oh, we made it, bro. Let's go do this. Alec, coffee. Really? Yeah. Okay, can we go? All right, you ready? Now we can go? Let's go. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, Gary Bannershaw. Good to see you, brother. <laughs> Thank you, you man. Dude, it's been a year or so since it, we got to hang out before. It has. I apologize. I'm sending this link to the Discord so people can join. It's yes, nice to see you. Let's do it. You know, um, first of all, thank you. This has been very fun for me. But two podcasts with you have been incredible. The, the community that that I've been working with just loves your content, loves to be with you. And so I got some good stuff for you today. I can't wait. We're going to dive in. It's been really, really a fun journey doing this with you. Dude, let's you rock, man. So we're, we're going to start 30,000 up in the air. And then we're going to come right down to the ground at the end. And then I got some fun stuff to surprise you with. So mortgage industry is a mess. Okay. Coming out of COVID, we had the best years in lending and real estate of all time. Rates dropped to the bottom. Incredible. The industry the went to a $4 trillion dollar industry overnight. And everybody became superstars. Right. Last year, rude awakening, total readjustment back to normalcy, but now normalcy doesn't feel normal. And lots of people lost their jobs, lots of stuff happened, and negativity, like it always does in the press, just dominated yes. everywhere. So the first place I want to start with you on is just, you talk a lot about positivity, Yes. but nobody's immune to the bad stuff in life. It just happens in business, in, in like, well, okay, okay, in everything. I, I, everything. So if someone's dealing with this market, the chaos, the, the, the press, what advice do you have to stay positive? How do, you, how do you frame up around that? Well, I think in the context that you just brought this up in, like positivity um, can't be delusional. That's a good comment. You know? Yeah. And so for me, I'm not looking for some sort of like hope and delusion and fantasy land, but I also think that positivity needs to be fair. And mm -hmm. here's what I mean by that. Um, you know, most people are incredibly, incredibly naive if they think that their work life needs to be the reality of their positivity. Yeah. Meaning, how do I deal with it? If you're in this, in the mortgage business and your business is down right now, did you practically save when you had the best two years Good of your comment. career? Like, did, yeah. did you make more money than ever during COVID and then take that money and buy a boat or a or 8,000 pieces of Gucci, that might've been a bad idea if you didn't understand like, well, you know, 
this is kind of like inflated once in a lifetime reality and eventually things are gonna normalize and things that go up so fast tend to come down so fast. There's that. Then there's also like, are you really complaining about having less money? Yeah. Because I think, you know, the reason I tend to stay positive is I have a really interesting relationship with money, which is I didn't grow up with a lot of it. I worked from 22 to 34 all the time to build something for my father and mother. So I wasn't compensated in reality towards the impact I was making. And so I lived humbly by the standards of society. Um, And, you know, it's not my driving force. I've also never spent money to put myself in a vulnerable position. Yeah. And so, you know, for example, let's say you did. Okay, cool, Gary. But what about me? Okay, let's talk about you. You had two great years in mortgage life and made a lot more money than ever. And then you decided to sell your house and buy a new house. Absolutely. Happens all the time. Or, Story the whole time. Right. And now you're feeling the pain because you're not making as much money. Yeah. And even the mortgage payments, even at a low rate, absolutely, are too much because you went over your skis. I say to you, if you're my best friend, sell your house. Sell your house and go to a lesser house. Sell your house and rent for a little while. Yeah. But you know what friend says in that scenario? I don't have the mental strength to go backwards. That's a very, that's absolutely true. Right? I, Gary, you're my best friend. We've been together, you know, yep. Robbie Turnick, Brandon Warnicke. I, I'm talking about people in my life. Uh, it, it's not their realities. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, in yeah. general, I person don't have the mental strength to go backwards. Why? Because I flexed well, so, my new house. Bro, it's not I, just that. Right? People's production doubled, tripled, and now their production's normalizing, but that's not their identity anymore in their head. Correct. They're still the mega superstar, and it is a humble pie. Once you fall in love with humility, you have a chance of being happy. Yeah. And so, you know, humility is not at the expense of confidence and ambition. I'm all sorts of confident and ambitious. I also have the humility to realize I'm not special. <laughs> I also have the humility and the, and the self-confidence to not need outside affirmation. And so, you know, when I hear you start this conversation in the context of mortgage professionals who made a ton of money and right now aren't, like I don't, I struggle with the heavy negativity being a financial situation. Yeah. Because if you crushed the last two years, you seemingly have the opportunity to eat a lot of humble pie and reset, including, well, Gary, I didn't buy a house. Yeah. And so I can't downtrade. I bought a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Sell your stuff. Like if you bought an $8,000 handbag, that in hindsight, you wish you had 8,000, sell it for 6,700 on eBay. Yep. People want their cake and eat it too. And that's why they have issues. I say lean into, you know, accountability and address the situation. Well, some of the stuff too, as we kind of move into the next question here, um, the stuff that drove their success in a great market and even the markets before it aren't working now. And there's, there's a whole change in the world today. I mean, you've been a big pioneer of social media. You've been understanding where attention's at. Yep. And so one of my favorite talking points you have is this thing of slow down the macro and speed up the micro. And people get confused on this because you talk a lot about patience too. And they think that means, well, I should just go slow. For, for some reason, people have decided to turn the word patience into passiveness. That's, yeah. Why are the, why do I say people, the same why word. do the two words exist? When I say be patient, I don't mean lay on your couch 
<laughs> and watch TV. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how people understand this. Clip that, Dustin. So if someone's never heard the you know, slow down the macro, speed up the micro, what does that mean? Expand that for a second. Your day-to-day, like, you know, I don't know, like, we're going to do this together in real time because I like jamming with you. Like, <laughs> like you, you you even laughed a little bit. Julian's not fooling me around. Like, something that was like a five-minute transition. Like, this is my calendar. Yeah. Like, it's constant. Yeah. And by the way, this is, look at these meetings. Just... <laughs> What does that say? 11 to 11.05. Five minute meeting. 11.05 yeah. to 11.30, 11.30 to 11.45, <laughs> 11.45 to 12, 12.05 to 12.15, 12.15 to 12.30. I did, I did 15 <laughs> meetings before 1 p.m. today. Okay, so the reason this I did is- 15 meetings, <laughs> so that's speed up your micro. Your day-to-day, go way faster, be way more efficient. But macro, I'm not in a rush to, Buy the New York yeah. Jets. I love my process. I'm not in a rush to buy a Lambo or a house. <laughs> like everyone needs to really, 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 really speed up their day to day, but slow their skis on their big goals. Enjoy the process. Don't rush to get the trophy. Yeah. It's my, my favorite thing with talking to my sales team is, you know, I'm not having the success I want. I go, great. Let me see your calendar. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't look like that. There's all these pockets. So it's- I mean, people like- It's a good comment. Like, literally, I had 12 meetings before one o'clock today. Yeah. Real ones, real business meetings. Yeah, yeah. To your point, there are people, I see people in the chat, I know you're going back and forth. Yeah. Like that really don't have 12 meetings in a week. Yes. And that's okay. This is not judgment. No, it's just commentary. Yeah, of yeah, course. It's, it's, it's like, by the way, I envy it sometimes. You don't, I'm a human being. You don't think sometimes in my 19th meeting by noon, I'm like, you know, I wonder if I had the DNA that would have been like all about, you know, a different life. And by the way, this is why I know it to be true. I can't help it. It's what makes me happy. Like I'm almost like the reverse of a lot of people. Like I kind of like secretly dream about wishing that I was super basic and had happiness in that. There's a six out of you. It's like I'm I'm romantic about people who have found tremendous happiness and simplicity because I love that. I yeah. have it mentally, but I don't have it actionably. Yeah. And so I like that. Now there are some yeah, of you guys asking if you can ask questions. And yes, you can, although there's tons of commentary coming in. So we'll do our best to get to some questions. And I do have some special questions at the end. Um, but I want to keep coming down the By chain. Way, I think here. I did a good job. We were at like you checking this number right yeah, now, the I, little push? Yeah, yeah, too bad. Too I had to give you a little. <laughs> Gary V effect, it's all good. 30 to 12.30 is a good run. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I, I want to hit, come, I, I'm circling on patience with you here. Okay. Social media, patience, instant gratification world we live in. Yes. I mean, it's just true. Everyone okay. wants it now. We want it now, yeah. all day long. That's called entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> so I do see people especially in my industry and others waking up to the reality that social media is going to matter okay. and they're, tr- and they're trying to find their voice in the game. Makes sense. And we talked about this a year ago in the first podcast when it was the, the wine library TV clips, yes. all the clips you did yes. that no one cared yeah, about. You did a good job with that. No, I appreciate that. So I, I find people consistently need some kind of message or encouragement to stay consistent, to stay the game when they're not getting engagement, not getting likes, not getting what they think they should get. I sort of, I started working out very seriously at 38 and a half. I'm like a six year old and a half. <laughs> you had the half in there. But it's the truth. I was 30 and a half when I started working out consistently. I have only for the first time outside of a huge pump on a chest day in the last three months have noticed that I have chest muscles. Yes. That like literally 
have you know got out of the shower, looked like, and I'm like, wait a minute. Hey. Hey. Holy shit. It's happening. It's happening. I am, I am eight, nine years into this journey. I'm nine years into this journey. Nine years it took me of like real working out to finally have some tiny. <laughs> There's people born with more chest muscle than I have right now. It's true. What what I would say is like, look, I don't understand how you don't understand that anything meaningful and good takes real time and effort. Yeah. Like I just don't like. Wouldn't it be logical that if it only took nine days or got nine it. months, we got it to get to the top, <laughs> that everyone would do it? Yep, hundred percent. It's fucking hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard, but it's worth it. Love is hard, worth it, right? Relationships, hard, worth it. Like we have to get out of this entitlement, like as if living entitles you for it. You have to work for it. Listen, I have to work for it. Like I've had to work, well, I don't have the book here somewhere, 12 and a half. Like I've gotten better because I've leaned into candor. Yeah. I've had to work at it. Yeah, and you were honest it, about it. It, it. I've had to work at it. It's come so not natural to me. I still hate it. <laughs> I will always hate it because delivering something negative in theory to someone is like, uh, like it kills me. Yeah. But like, I don't know what to tell people. Like it is what it is. Like if you would like to have something of meaning, you're going to have to put in a lot of work for a very long time. My whole thing is instead of thinking you're going to hit a lottery ticket, why don't you do what I do? and other people that I admire do, which is, this is gonna take me 57 years. And actually believe it, like yeah. I have. And just sitting it, sitting it. Somebody had a really interesting talk with me the other day who like actually started off by hating me and thinking like, oh, your parents like, was kind oh, of yeah. this person like Gary's dad and yeah. like somehow met someone that was, the, uh, his neighbor was like 80 years old and like knew the whole story, like worked with my dad, like knew the story, Yeah, yeah, yeah. the truth. And like broke it down and it kind of got the guy like completely 360 on me. And then I ran into the guy at an airport and he like had a few minutes with me and we really talked about it. He's like, now that I understand that you actually built the business for your dad in a lot of ways, or took it to a, listen, yeah, my yeah. dad built, my dad is the American dream, came here with nothing and built a yeah. local, but, but I really did something for my dad. And he said to me, how did you like really like, the reason I never believed it was I just don't believe how a 22 year old will work every day, seven days a week for 12 years and have nothing. Yeah. And I was like, it wasn't nothing. Yeah. You think money's the thing. Yeah. You, I had satisfaction that I'm going to go to the grave giving back to the parents who brought me to this country, right. who built me, who loved me, who put a roof on. Like I gave back. Giving is the ultimate getting. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, when I talk about patience, I worked the first 12 years of my career to financially incentivize my parents. Yeah. So of course I believe in patience. I was 34 when I kind of started for myself. Yeah. So I think that people are really confused. And because I had 57 years when I was 22, and I'm like, when I'm 79, I'll get to what I- <laughs> I got it. Yeah. And I, at 22, well then all of a sudden you can imagine why 12 years didn't feel like shit. When everyone's like, I'm gonna be a billionaire by the time I'm 30. Well, no shit, you're freaking the fuck out at 24. <laughs> you have too late. dollars And you're like, that's far <laughs> from a billion. Like, and I only got six years. I'm 47, I'm like, chilling. I'm like, is it halftime yet? Like, exactly. like there's, I'm at the two minute warning of the first half. I'm chilling <laughs> over here. 
All right. A, a great question came in. And because we're talking about social and saying consistent, this always comes up always. And I wasn't in my queue to ask it, but I'm going to throw it up here because um, it's a great question. And this this isn't just a woman's question, even though I yeah. love it. Um, but, you know, women have a disadvantage because of pressure to look good on camera. When guys can do nothing. I'm not hitting on men, just a mindset. But this does tie into the I don't like what I look like and sound like. Yeah. There's a huge, I have a huge empathy. And I think a lot of it is like, there's so many dynamics, this question. It's deep. And if it comes up every time we talk about social. I'll give you a good one. Yeah. I have so much empathy. I I mean, look, my mom, my sister, like like the way I think about the world is very through, in a lot of ways, a female lens. My Mm. mom is my hero. Like like my sister was my first love in a lot of ways. Like, like it just like, it's my lens by the circumstance of my life. I don't think a lot of women understand how many men are deeply insecure about the way they look. I know. I, you know, you know, there's this, like men are very good. Like it's well documented that men are not good at being empathetic to women issues. Yeah. Like that's documented. Agreed. Check. I do not think that this gets enough talk. I am flabbergasted by how many men DM I get about the way they look. Yeah. Like that's not a conversation in the zeitgeist at all. No. I mean, there are men that I personally know that have gotten nose jobs because they decided to produce content and they were insecure about their nose. Yeah. That's not talked about. I don't hear about that. Yeah. So, but I still agree. And especially because, you know, one of the things that has always pissed me off to no end is women on women crime. <laughs> like women razzing women, like, like, first of all, I hate all razzing. So like men on women, men on men, like it, it's all bad. But like, yeah, listen, I have a lot of compassion, like the standards, makeup, lighting up. I think it's very real. I just would also say, you don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Men are equally insecure to women. (laughs) Let there be no confusion. The world's fucking insecure. And that insecurity sits behind and creates that fear when the camera turns on or the podcast mic's on or even the written word. It's like, who wants to hear what I have to say? And that's a real barrier for a lot of humans to push through to figure out how to get their voice into the space. Listen, there's there's so much humanity stuff that needs to be talked about. Like, like we just, people first of all have to start being nicer to themselves. God how about that one? Yeah. Just, like as I'm sitting here. That's, like, that's like, a two hour podcast. That's a one two topic. fucking year podcast. <laughs> yeah. How about like, how about we start with people just being nicer to themselves? You can't be nice to other people. Everyone's like, Nobody's nice because they're not nice to themselves. Yeah. Like, like I just wish that everybody was nicer to themselves. Like, give yourself a break. Yeah. Like, stop beating yourself up. Like, there's freedom. There's freedom there, right there. It's hard, but it's the work. And so l- let me let me take it here. Okay. Um, two great quotes from you. Reputation is the ultimate currency, and social media is grossly underpriced attention. Yeah. Someone today getting inspired and going, okay, I get this. I'm ready. I believe in, I'm ready. And this is more tactical. Like this is coming down a little bit down to the street, but like, what is going all in look like today? Doing the pushups. <laughs> today you decided that you want a chest muscles, right? <laughs> yes. And I would say drop to the floor and do a good pushup. <laughs> in the version that you're asking, it means take your phone, flip it over and talk about something you know or you're passionate about. Yes. Something you know or something you're passionate about. You want the framework of success? Something you know. I will talk about wine or the Jets or something you're passionate about. Be nice to each other. No passion. No passion. No passion. 
and do that as many times as you humanly can God, until so the end. And you've talked about um, it's irrelevant. Dusk, I think it's also about good enough. Well, what is good enough, right? Like yeah. to your point, you don't know. This is back to loving yourself. You don't know you're good enough until you do it. Yeah, what I mean, like, well, get it, to a certain point where it's like, yeah, I mean, look, but oh, your dude, point, so I, I had a really please, good friend please. who picked up the camera, started to get in the game. And I'm, I'm and he's a he's a tremendous professional. He's got it all down like he doesn't. And, he, and he's good looking, too. It's like shit. He's all of it. Got it all. all of it. And a buddy of his gave him, gave him crap and said, dude, this isn't you. And he called me up and he goes, is it not me? And I don't think he, he my answer. He didn't like it right away because I said, of course, it's not you. You're so uncomfortable. It's not you yet. It's not that you, you and me hanging out, yeah. having a beer. Like, and, and now I watch him. Dude, he's relaxed. He's on, it's, That's and it's, and it's, it's real. Reps. It's reps. I mean, what thing on earth have people not gotten better at after they've done it a gajillion times? Yeah. You may have a cap. Yeah. But like, you can, like, I just, I don't, I, you know, even with Dustin, go back to, so I love that. And going back to what Dustin just said, like, I don't want anybody to judge if they're good enough at it. But to his point, one of the things that people, like, you know, that whole thing of like, the definition of insanity is doing yeah. the same thing over and over and not ha and expecting a different result. Yeah. Like people are like, Gary Vee, I made 1700, this happens sometimes. I made 1700 videos and I'm still getting 49 views. I'm like, yo. We like, just talked about it. We just it talked about you know, this. like we should talk about this. Like you've proven to me and yourself and the world that you're not interesting at this right now. Mm. You're not bringing value to people. Mm. Whether, you know, and value comes in all shapes. This 100%. is why modeling's an amazing thing. You were born and you are valuable. <laughs> like, like right? awesome. Luck of the, by the way, you still have to work at it. I love when people are like, uh, like if you are naturally attractive and you do not eat well and do not work out, it's going to it's go not gonna work like, out exactly. well. Exactly. Uh, you are naturally funny. Yes. But I think all of us have watched documentaries and comedians where it's very clear, no different than what you just said, no that they needed a lot of reps yeah. in small comedy shops before they became fucking Kevin Hart. That's right. And there's right? layers. You get coaching. You get you learn how to. Yes, there's layers to all this stuff. Um, but this is a good question. I want to hit this one because it's in line. How do you succeed in doing videos on things you know are passionate if somebody else is already in and succeeding at it? Nobody else's winning is coming out of yours. <laughs> if that was true, the game was over a long time ago. That's right. Why did LeBron try to pass Kareem? Oh, it's good. Kareem was the all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Like, why is Kevin Hart doing that? Eddie Murphy did that already. But why did Eddie Murphy do that? Richard Pryor already did yep. that. What are we talking about here? This con excuses like that, and notice the word I used, excuses like that are just people that are scared to do the thing and fail on merit. They feel better that somebody already took it. The world is abundant. If you're good enough, no matter how much is already taken, you can get yours too. I wasn't the first person to talk about kindness. I wasn't the first person <laughs> to talk about work. I wasn't the first person to talk about technology. That is a ludicrous point yep. of view. And I come from a place of compassion when I use that statement. That person needs to realize that's a subconscious excuse to not do. Yeah. And it's better to blame that, oh, they didn't get lucky. Somebody already did it versus them having to put in the work to do it. Dude, I, I get the same vibe and I talk to people because there's I'm I'm on video and I'm I'm big on video. I have a lot of I'm loud. I'm in I'm wearing costumes. I do a lot of weird stuff. And then there's the engineer who's sitting down and explaining line by line through a complicated mortgage document. Right. 
both those people have tremendous audience capacities. Huge people, and are needed. Absolutely. Sometimes you need to escape and be entertained to learn. Yep. I fall in that category. Yeah. I want to entertain to trick you into the thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Other times people need a little, people come at me all the time. They're like, Gary, any more details? So when I put out the $1.80 strategy, or even that little thing I just did. The reason I did it three times, I'm like, oh, that's a little bit more tangible than I normally go. Either talk about something you know or something you're passionate about. That's yeah. like, that will land for some people. It will. And like, to your point, like it all comes in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Some people really like to read 800 pages of a technical 100%. book. 100%. I would die. <laughs> you would not survive. <laughs> would die. No, no, die. If somebody walks in right now, you have to read these 800 pages of electrical engineering. Yes. And if you don't, you'll die. I'm like, just kill me right now. <laughs> All right. So I did something fun uh, with my community. You know, Gary, lots of people want access to you and, you know, you're busy um, and you love Q&A. Yes. I've seen you at this stuff. So I asked um, some of my buddies on the Internet, if they have a question for I you, love it. record it let's do and it. I'll play it. And so I, I got some people that jumped in. Let's go. So let's let's hit you with some questions. What happened to daily vlogs and do you see them making a comeback in 2023? Great question. Yeah, my boy. We're filming one right now. Yeah. I do see it coming back. I don't know if you heard, but there was this thing called COVID. <laughs> well, weird. Yeah, Google it. C-O-V-I-D. <laughs> it was a thing. It happened. It kind of fucked up the flow. <laughs> uh, but I think we'll be back, and I expect by 2024. I mean, I, I'm, I can sense myself getting close. I, by the way, you get out of practice. That's true. Dust, how many things have I said I don't want to film that would have been insane? I would have been upset if you didn't film three years ago. True. Really? Out of practice. Yeah. Out of practice. Just got to get back into practice. But yeah, I think, uh, I think we are going to be more than back daily B. So you think the blog space, personal blog space is going to start that people should pay attention to that potentially for their own business and branding and marketing efforts. Yeah. Documenting over creating. I mean, it's everything. Yeah. I like it. All right, let's, this one's a long-winded question. I tried to close it down. But Good morning, Gary and Alec. I'm David, three years in as a full-time real estate agent. I sell about 26 houses per year. The bulk of my leads comes from leads delivery platforms like Realtor.com, OpCity, where you get the leads for free up front, but then you have to pay a 35% referral fee out of your commission once you've closed the deal on the back end. So I'm in like the top 1.5% in the Midwest region. I do very well with this model. I've incubated my business, but I want to go to the next level where I get more customers on my own. I don't have to pay that fee on the back end. I pay up front. I invest early on and I try to get the leads on my own. So I either have to create the content myself and sort of cowboy it, figure out how to deploy that content properly, or I can use a website company that can provide me an IDX fed website. They can create the, the Google search queries and Facebook ads. They can contour uh, landing pages specific to those search queries and ads and bring in the leads so that I can focus on closing deals. It costs about $1,300 a month to do this. And with the uncertainty in our current market economy, what's going on in the next six to eight months, I don't know, is this the right time to, 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 to throw the money at it and have a company do it for me? Or should I be sort of holding onto my budget and try to be a little bit more frugal, learn how to cowboy it and try to snowball on my own uh, obtaining leads? That's my question. Not that for him or, you know, figure it out himself. Both are fine by me. I'd prefer him do it himself because yeah. I think you have a lot more control. You'll learn a lot more. Yeah. But in the math that I just read, at 1300 bucks a month, 35% commission on one deal, in theory, on like an average house yeah. puts you in the math. People are funny. Yeah. People are funny. Well, and and when I when I heard that from my boy, it, it, it's I, I think there's a space for both, but I also think like you do this a lot too. You got to play in the 
in the in the meat to figure it out. Yes, the dirt matters. Like you gotta you gotta make your own videos and publish your own stuff and watch and learn how to do it. What, what's interesting about him, if you think about it, he's like really interested in giving up economics to not do a certain thing, which yeah. is okay. But there's a lot of people like that. Of course, that's why we have plastic surgery. That's, <laughs> yes. there's, a, there's a reason lipo happens. You don't want to do the four years of the gym and eating healthy. You just want to pay a lot of money for... <laughs> a lot of you are in the business. Yeah. You don't want to fucking put in the work, Yeah. which is fine. By the way, he might be right. It might be worth the arbitrage. Yeah. I think the problem is, is okay, it's 35% commission now. Here's the problem when you don't have the leverage. Yeah. What happens to that guy when realtor.com tomorrow says it's 50%? That's right. What's he going to say? I, I guess it is. I guess it's 50 now. <laughs> I don't like that fucking game. When someone else has the leverage, bad things happen. And as this economy squeezes, Amazon and Google and Realtor.com and Zillow and everybody else is going to say, well, we don't like our numbers. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a bigger piece of the cut. Yep. And everybody who's been sucking off that teat is going <laughs> to swallow it because they have no leverage because they didn't build their own moat. Well, and this goes Whoever back. is closest to the customer has the leverage. Yeah. The, you, you've been saying that for, for it feels like decades of my life. And figuring out how to get in that strategy zone for yourself, for your own voice is the core to controlling your own destiny. Otherwise, someone's going to control it for you. That's why everyone's like, fucking social media, the algorithm. Like, you don't even fucking pay for it. You don't pay Free. for all this captive audience and this, like, it's like, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you, you're happily paying 35% commission to realtor, but you're mad that the algorithm is shadow banning you? Nobody's shadow banning you. You fucking <laughs> just suck at content. Yes. Get better. Learn. Watch videos. That's my favorite thing. The shadow ban. I've been shadow banned. I've been sha I'm getting shadow banned. No, you're not. You stink. <laughs> All right, let's go here. This is an interesting question. Carl, I met this guy uh, through the NFT community and Twitter when Twitter what? turned into the NFT community. Yes. It was an amazing period yes. of time. Yes. Um, so this is going to have some layers to it. Okay. Alec, thank you so much for giving me this great opportunity to be able to come onto your show and ask the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk what I believe to be such an important question being a foster care advocate. This is actually a two-part question, Gary. Uh, so let's, let's just jump right into it. Gary, what piece of advice do you give kids, uh, especially to those in foster care who will be aging out with no one in their corner, uh, pretty much no support system? The second half of that question, how and where can they access resources, people, pretty much mentorships coming from such a disadvantaged place in order to nurture that, an entrepreneurial spirit? Again, Alec, thank you. And Gary, thanks so much uh, for taking the time to answer this. This is one of my favorite questions. I'm a big believer that the perceived negative is actually the positive. Yeah. So let's break it down. I believe that the world is actually in people's corner way more than we think. And I'm very aware of like, you know, racism, anti-Semitism, yeah, like, real, like real separation stuff. of wealth. There's yeah. real stuff, but humans, day-to-day -day humans are actually remarkable, like remarkable people. like like. 90% of the 8 billion like have general good intent or at least somewhat neutral. And if you give them any reason to have compassion, they'll go there. Yeah. So for example, the perceived disadvantage is the advantage. I get 8 million emails, really like 10 <laughs> to 50,000, but 10 to 50,000 emails 
a month, a year, yeah. a lot. <laughs> saying, help me, give me time, help me, give me time. If if I saw a titled email, like I was brought up in the foster care system, can you give me five minutes to talk? There's a far higher likelihood that I'll say yes to that. Yeah, than me, who's like, hey, Gary, yeah. you know, yeah, it's just <laughs> like, true. yeah, bro, no. I think that the world collectively agrees that coming up the foster care system is a really, really challenging starting point to a life. Yeah. I would argue that I've met at least a half a dozen to a dozen people at this point, which is you know, not a lot, but plenty, Yeah. to have an observation that for many of them, it's a tremendous advantage because of the chip on the shoulder. And I would argue some of them have been fortunate enough to have multiple people in their corner. People like, you meet people, right? Many people wish they didn't have their parents in their corner. All he's really saying is they didn't have parents. Many people actually lost by growing up with bad parenting. Yeah, not good comment, yeah. Right? So who's worse? Who's better? And so what I would say is the, the reality is, is that narrative is gonna capture most people's heart. Most people today in 2023, if you say to them, I grew up in a middle-class family, but my mom was, or my dad was X, Y, and Z, and I'm deeply insecure. Yeah. They'd be like, all right. It'd be like a kind of like a quick two minute conversation. Like, that's it, okay. Well, at least you were middle class, you weren't poor. Yeah, like, they'll go, right. they'll go right. somewhere. Meanwhile, the person that's deeply insecure knows how fucking bad that was. Yeah. And like can't function in society. Meanwhile, you tell anybody, hey, I grew up in the foster care system. You have deep compassion, yeah. deep default support, ready to support. So I think, I think that's what's interesting about these kind of conversations. And I think the, where do they go? I think they DM and reach out to people. Yeah. And they say, I grew up in the foster care system. Do you have 10 minutes for me? And I think they're gonna get a lot more yeses than they think. Mark Cuban's gonna say yes to that email more likely than the normal one. I believe that. Oprah is gonna say yes to that one. Like you can shoot for the stars. And it goes back to the reps. DM for, the answer to every question is DM 4,000 people. direct message 4,000 people and get three people to say yes. But you know what happens? They don't want to DM 4,000 people. Yeah, it's, Or they DM me once, I don't reply, and they're like, fuck you, you run that fucking YouTube you said to DM. Bro, I didn't see it. <laughs> exactly. Come on, a little bit of it. DRock asked for his job seven times or three times, right? Like, just you two, you applied more than one, right? Twice, not bad. Uh, but, you know, like, <laughs> but, like, but you know how many people stop at one? Yeah, everyone. People didn't start. They stop at zero. Yeah, I, I, I want to hit this a little deeper because I loved how you framed it. You know, your story is your superpower. I've watched people who said, I, I, I can't, I don't speak English well. The second language, and they don't want to get videos. They don't want to do videos because their English is, is broken in their mind. I'm so empathetic to that because my parents, no question, stayed more private in their lives because they were embarrassed of their accent. It was a very common 80s, 90s thing. But I've watched this. I've watched some of these people turn that into their superpower because there's a billion people that English is their second language. Of course. And, and they go, I, I, so all of a sudden this person who's putting themselves out there in a position of vulnerability becomes somebody they can connect with and that the, the know you like you trust you thing builds and then that's who they want to do business with. Everybody wins on their uniqueness and everyone's insecure about their uniqueness. Yes, yes. <laughs> Say it again for those in the back. <laughs> Everybody wins on their uniqueness, but everyone's insecure of their uniqueness. Like the thing that you're like, everyone, people haven't figured out like this thing we grew up with back in the day of like normal doesn't exist. Who's what's normal? (laughs) 
like your interests, your circumstances, your disabilities, your learning disabilities, your challenges. Oh shit! Your, if, you, if you like, your, if you like Magic the Gathering cards, what like, about you know deep, Dungeons and Dragons with deep, like all, all this shit? What about a are. friend that I have that like, you know, actually spilled hot tea on myself when I was five and don't have any markings, and it was like really inner thigh. Like it was really, I was in the hospital for two days. Holy I don't God. talk about it a lot. Actually, not sure I've ever talked about it, but because that happened and like. I got very fortunate. That's what I was always told as a kid, like this cream huh. blue bottle, it worked and like magic cream. And I was like, oh my God, the Russian thing. And like, <laughs> and so like, I always thought I was so lucky, but that made me super hypersensitive to kids that burnt themselves ah. uh, and had like big scars on their arms or their waist and everything. Meanwhile, if you have like a big burn scar from like tea all over your arm right now, that is actually your unique point of differentiation. Yeah. And the hundreds of thousands of people that also have a burn mark that may want to buy a house or may want to yeah. buy wine or may want to like, 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 I'm like, like your thing is your thing. You know, people, I'll give you another one. I always, I don't know why this always caught my attention. People that have birthmarks. Oh yeah. That are very substantial, especially like in their hair or on their face. Yeah. These are strengths. I get that you, especially if you're my age, where like picking on people was like just currency. Yeah, that's and like whatever you were, just, you know, like, and you know now there's more compassion, but it's different and it's done in a different way, but it's the same shit. Um, you know, I just think it's a place of strength, and we need to teach people those uniquenesses are a place of strength. Yeah, it just is. Well, look, dude. First of all, thank you. There, there's so lots. Blanche says, unfortunately, everyone. Bring that up. Yep, gotcha. But Blanche, just focus on the people that are as nice as me. Cause there's a lot of people like that. Yeah. So many people will sit and spend all their energy being upset about the one person that's making them feel unhappy in class or in their family or at their workplace. Yep. Instead of the 37 people that are sitting in the other side of the house, cheering for them and trying to help them. Yeah. They put all their energy on that instead of the reverse. We tend to look for the negative instead of the overwhelming positive. Yep. That means it's work on you. You need to do that work. This is not about people being nice or not nice. This is about your ability to find the nice versus dwelling on the not. Yeah. Yeah, and it's worth it. I can speak from a position of, you know, I was heavily bullied growing up and coming through that and finding my own voice ha has been an amazingly uh, deep freedom. Because I just, I just, I, I don't, don't misunderstand me. I, I still care. I don't like it when someone's mean to me. I don't like it when someone talks shit. I don't like it when someone hurts my feet. I'm still human. Everyone's human. Even I. Yeah. And I'm like, like superpower at this point. Yeah. But, but here's one. Go deeply and quickly into a feeling bad for them and watch what happens. Yeah. The, Change the whole narrative. People don't get it. Right now we're fighting hate with hate, which is why everything sucks for so many people. But yeah, there's plenty that's great. And you know where it's great? It's when people have hate thrown at them, they combat back with compassion. Yeah. When you throw compassion at hate, when you when you throw sympathy at hate, when you throw empathy at hate, when you throw how, you know what's one that I don't talk a lot about? I when I'm thrown with hate, I default into appreciation that I'm not wired that way. Oh. I go into gratitude. I'm so grateful that I don't spend yeah. my time and energy trying to tear down others at all costs. That is like beautiful. Yeah. How do you accomplish so much, Gary? by not focusing on other people. Yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio's relationship status does not fuck up my life. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like fucking Christ already. So, hey, we're hitting our our, our time. We but are? I, I, yeah, we're, we're 40 already. We're cranking, bro. No, keep going. Okay, keep going. I, well, no, so 
like we we, we hit a lot. Leonardo DiCaprio one was good. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> people like fucking like, stop. Care stop. Fucking worry about your life for a minute. Go do some push-ups. We had a lot of uh, ground today. You know, we talked about patience and positivity and and compassion and all these fun things. Um, there, I just love for you to speak to pe- to the group here from what's on your heart. Just kind of whatever message you got, because here's my here's my drive, and maybe you can bring more off this. Please. I I wake up inside when I find people letting go of the bullshit and putting themselves out there to make real human connections. Like it's a buzz for me. And I when people get on video and they finally start to realize there's an opportunity for them and their voice matters and they get it's, maybe it's a little bit of that affirmation because when I was bullied now I can affirm somebody else. All that stuff's there. But you were an unlock for me five four or five years ago walking having a coffee in the morning and you say the same stuff all the time. But it was the right time. It was the right time. And I went all in on social. I start I all in. And I said, you know, this this matters. And if I want to be the leader, I want to be. I gotta I gotta be in there too. Can't just tell people to do it. I gotta try to play the game too. And I went all in. And so it was a great unlock. And it it changed the trajectory of my career and, and my relationships and life. And, and life and all the fun things. So, what message do you have for other people right now that might be ready for the same step? Boy, oh boy. Yeah. You know, since that kid that told you those things. I think the last five or six years I've evolved quite a bit yeah. into my conviction about the simplicity of this all. What do I want to say to everybody? Please use this moment, this sound clip, this video, however you're live right now for the thousand people on here, 850 now. Um, sorry, we lost somebody. Um, it was Leo, Leo comes. <laughs> Stop beating yourself up. Let me tell you why. Every other person on earth sucks too. Stop putting people on pedestals. Don't put your older brother on a pedestal just because he seemingly has his shit together and is winning. That that doesn't mean you suck. Because I promise you, if you poke hard enough, that older brother that seemingly has all his shit together has fears too, has hurt too, is struggling too, right? Stop putting other people on a pedestal. Not celebrities, not your parents, not anyone. That doesn't mean don't have like warm affinity towards yeah that doesn't mean you can't admire of course that doesn't mean you can't enjoy that doesn't mean you can't grasp and learn from but don't put someone on such a pedestal that it makes you feel lesser than yeah right start and and more importantly start really leaning into what you are versus what you're not yeah i'm thinking about a lot of people in my life right now who are just so fixated on what they're not yeah instead of realizing they're incredibly loyal. Yeah. They're wildly well-intended. They are super great at music. Mm. They are a tremendous friend. They are great at cooking. Okay, yeah, you don't know how to make money. And? Okay, yeah, you like have a lot of insecurities still and you're not through it yet. Okay, yeah, like you're you're struggling with depression because your upbringing created a very negative framework of insecurity and unhappiness and jealousy. That's okay. We're all working through shit. I like had a poison pill in my body while I thought I was winning everything. It was called lack of candor. Yeah. Cruising, winning by all of your standards. Lack of candor created the only people on earth that could walk around and not like me because I wasn't candorous to them. Yeah. And I went from the power position of them fucking up to I'm fucked up because I wasn't candorous. Yeah. Right? So there's a lot to this, but like most of all, what am I gonna say? The second you start loving yourself for real, 
is the second you'll start doing the shit we're talking about here. <laughs> you're not gonna do shit if you're scared. Promise you that. If you think you're a piece of shit, you're not making a single fucking video. Not one, zero. Yeah. And so it's time. It's fucking time, enough. Like how many more days, how many more weeks, how many more months, how many more years are you interested in walking around this earth and not feeling good? Find more positive people, find more positive content. Realize what I'm telling you is not an illusion. Uh, you're delusional. I like keeping it real. You keep it real negative. Yeah. <laughs> you don't keep it real. There's no real. What's What the fuck is real? There's no real. There's your reality. You don't get it. Of course I don't get it. That's your life. You don't get mine. Don't, sure. You don't get mine. I don't get yours. Cool. Now what? Are we in a philosophical standstill? Because <laughs> the next day life's going to happen. Right? Like I love the debate. Like everyone's debating and everyone's asking everyone to do things. That's also, it's, it's is fact. there something else I want to leave with? Stop telling everybody in the world to do shit. You do shit. <laughs> they should, the government should, my boss should, my wife should, my husband should, my kid should, my teacher should, my boss should, like everyone should. What about you? What are you doing? Yeah, turn it on. They, people are infatuated with they. Mm -hmm. How about fucking taking the word they out of the, your mouth and saying I? How about that? You want a good piece of advice? Get the word they out of your fucking mouth on something you want accomplished and go into I. Change your life. You hate politicians? Become one. Yeah. And win your race. Win, win it. Be the mayor. Fix it. <laughs> Don't like how people are parenting that kid over across the way? Just focus on parenting your kid. Don't tell them what to do. They're not gonna listen to you anyway. What are you gonna knock? Hey, Mr. Jones, I don't like the way you're doing with your son, Ronnie. Tell him to keep his bike off our lawn. You worry about your kids. That's how you're gonna fix it. That shit, that shit. Gary, first of all, thank you for continuing to be a loud megaphone in the space, in the world. We need it. I, I love this conversation. I had so I can't wait to go watch it again and miss, get all things I missed because I'm trying to you know oh, support good, people good. and yeah, yeah I, I love the By engagement the way, in the community. You also, you also had some other questions. I'm gonna do something really nice. I'm gonna have you send my team those questions and I'm gonna do some split screen right. answers and put it out on Twitter. Yeah, we'll and maybe even it. Instagram if it's real good. Yeah, so keep filling up the questions, guys. Hey Gary, thank you. Can we do two sec? Can we go back to the yeah. live chat because I always love that. I just want to read a couple of things in there. Just yeah. want to see what people are like thinking about or what they're resonating to. Like the instant, you know, yep. the instant feedback is just something, like I always am curious by that. It's very fun to watch everybody jumping in and just mm -hmm. taking some positivity into the world. Right there, go back to that one, I suck at sales. That's great, Tony. There's no need to be great at it. Like some people are good at some, hire someone who does sales. You might be great at ops. I know unlimited Bro, people. I know unlimited people that are great at sales yeah. that don't have a good business. Yep. Because they can't operate out of a fucking paper bag. Yep. <laughs> you like that one? It's, it's, true. it's real, right? They can sell their ass off good. And if you don't know where the money went and you can't find it, who gives a shit how much you sold? Like if you don't like like people have strengths and weaknesses. Yep. This is this is my uh, this this is my boy, Braden. Hey Braden. How do you learn to love yourself? That's a, that could be a two-day two podcast. And we'll give these these questions, dude. I'll send them all. By realizing you. the reason you don't love yourself is that you listen to somebody else. You want a real answer to this question? I'm giving it to you. Hatch, 
The re- you learn to love yourself because you take a huge step backwards and realize the reason you don't love yourself is that you listened to someone else. Normally, a mother, a father, a grandparent, a sibling, or a spouse or relationship. Normally, one of those 10 people pounded you out of their own hurt yep. so much that you believed them and it became your own. the truth it's the fucking truth and we have to we have to have like the better combo that's what i'm about right now i'm like okay i got about another 50 here yeah i'm 47 in i'd like to get to a hundo but i'll take anything in the 90s <laughs> on the record god um on the record uh i gotta fucking for the next 43 to 50 years get as much of this out of like the real shit enough of like like let's call it what it is yeah there's there's a lot of hurt people and they hurt their kids without even realizing yeah it. It's not like your mom woke up and like, I can't wait to fuck up Johnny today. No, yeah. They don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it like this. Don't trust anyone out there. That's right. Right? Johnny, don't trust any of those people. They're going to try to hurt you because they got hurt. And all of a sudden, Johnny's like, oh, shit. And most kids, I got very fortunate when I got met with that and people of influence in my life, it was too late. I had the natural DNA and my mom's first five or six years of parenting put me in a place of like, I didn't believe them. When grownups, including family members or teachers or other people in yep. authority or had leverage with me, when they were saying the world's bad, I'm like, you're fucking stupid. And that was at like 11. I remember actively believing that. Yep. Family members tell, and all my family members came from Russia. So they really like were cynical and sad and hurt. And I'm like, at the time I was like, you're stupid. Notice what I said, you're stupid. Now I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so bad for the aunts and uncles. You grew up in Russia, of course you believe that. Everybody third, was, yeah. They were the, it was the, it wasn't about, it was like, it was scary. Like yeah. Russia was like North Korea. People don't get it. Yeah. You couldn't leave. It was a jail. Anyway. Look, my friend, you got to go. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah. If you're keep at, guys, keep throwing in questions. I'll get them over to Gary's team. He'll have a field day with it. But thank you, dude. It's been a great time together. I appreciate you Thank so you much. Thank you for being such an iconic podcast panther. <laughs> oh, yeah, this. Dude. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great to be with your community. And I, I felt like today's we touched on some really good stuff. I liked it. I loved it a lot. I kind of want to like, I think we're going to get like 25 clips from it. You're going to be in a lot of content. All right, my friends, Thank have you, a everyone. wonderful day. Mm-hmm.